0: Uh, hi, welcome to the J-Walk Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. This is part two of the podcast I started earlier tonight. Um, I am graduating college in two weeks and um, this has uh, definitely been a journey uh, with uh these, these uh, four years, um, I have a mouse come out and just to say this. In uh, 2016, um, I was evicted uh, out of my apartment due to losing my job. And um, the state of Nebraska, at least in the state of Nebraska, child support, uh, they uh, took half my unemployment, which they shouldn't have had because I had a credit on my account. At one time, I was, um, had a $2,000 credit on my account. It's like one of the highest, you know, child support credits ever, as far as Nebraska goes. I had $2,000 of credit on my account. Well, that wound up a little bit after a year, and I still had a little bit of a credit. So when I lost my job, um, I lost my job, and, um, uh, you know, so I started getting unemployment. Child support took half that, and they weren't supposed to. So, a hundred, like, two hundred, supposed to be $300 a week, turned into a, turned into $122 a week. And, um, I, you know, it, my, I, I just couldn't pay my rent. I couldn't pay anything. Like, I just didn't have enough money. So, I fast forward to September, and I'm getting evicted um had nowhere to go um had to throw all the things that I had away because of uh I had nowhere to take them or put them and uh I uh lived in my uh car for the most part trying to graduate. Still going to college, a community college. Um, I lived in my car for the better part of like three or four months. And um, I uh, graduated still the associate's degree. That was one of my proudest accomplishments um, to Graduate, living out of your car, taking showers in the uh, the school, you know, gym, locker room. Um, it's one of my greatest accomplishments. So we fast forward. Um, I want to say a couple of months. I'm staying in motels uh, with people here and there. Uh, I had stayed with my grandma for a little bit. Um, got an apartment right up the street from there, and um, uh, he was a slumlord. I knew him personally from Southeast, but he's pretty much a slumlord. Didn't do anything with the apartment, so I pretty much lived in an abandoned the house because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. It took him six months to get me a refrigerator. It took him it was just like it was just pathetic how he treated me at that apartment building and I was paying them rent or whatever or whatnot. not um, I got a job at Capital One uh, I was accused of doing things I told I don't know that I totally didn't do for whatever reason um, uh, eventually I got terminated for working at Capital One because you know I didn't have a car at the time my car broke down I had to get rid of it so I'm um, really uh homeless, and I would say, I would just go stay at McDonald's, 24-hour McDonald's, stay inside for shelter, you know, act like I'm using my phone, Um, looking at YouTube, and I would just walk around, walk around, walk around for 20 hours a day just to So I had nowhere to go or whatever. And the mission was full. So um, I couldn't go to the mission. So Um, I want to say one of my friends let me kind of stay with him permanently for a little bit. And um, we got into a disagreement, something really small and ignorant and stupid. So he put me out. So I'm back to walking around 20 hours a day with nowhere to go. Uh, With my clothes, uh, my ex-best friend's mother let me keep my stuff there. So at least I had a place to um, take a shower. She said I couldn't stay there, but I could put my stuff there. So I had a little place where I could take a shower, you know, change my clothes or whatever. And... I. Somehow, way, got a job at uh, Sharon Williams, uh, the painting company. I mean, pretty sure y'all know what that is. And um, I was still pretty much homeless. And all I knew was. All I knew was. Uh, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. So, I, I, uh, luckily, uh, I want to say six months into that job, I applied to go to nebraska Wesleyan because the degree that I had at, you know, at a community college, um, just wasn't getting me any jobs. My life didn't improve. That's why I was still homeless or whatnot. So, I when I applied there, it's a very prestigious university, um, I thought I was like a little junior, like a little hole-in-the-wall type college or university. Um, but actually, it's was very prestigious here in Nebraska. And um, I never thought... I don't know. I, I don't know what I really thought. But they see my grades. They see my scores. And they were like, hey, you've been accepted to go to school here. And... Like I said, I was homeless at the time. Really, still, so I didn't. I was like, well, okay, no big deal. Um. I, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do, and I applied, you know, registered, and you know, I'm still going through the motions. Like I'm basically not, um, really caring because I'm still homeless. Um. So fast forward to school starts and I told them my situation. I told them like um I said I'm pretty much homeless. I uh, really got no place to go. Um uh, what is there anything that you guys can do to help? Um they uh gave me a number to call someone to help people that are homeless or whatever. And I called them and I had to send them a situ I sent them a situation about um my situation. Excuse me, send them a letter about my situation. Email. Nice. And um and I sent it, not the that they were, I'm like, no nobody they're not gonna really do anything, so it's not that big of a deal. So um I started going to school. And you know, since the school's so prestigious, I, I underestimated the homework uh, at the school, and I struggled in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie to you; I just struggled. Cause, like I said, I, I you know, I was so worried about where I'm gonna sleep that night. That um, it was just a big struggle. Uh, well, eventually, somehow, some way, by the grace of the universe. Um, I got my uh, student loan check. And, uh, the first thing I did was, uh, I bought me a car. Um, and I bought this car. Uh, the first thing I was thinking, oh, okay, wow. I could At least at the very least sleep in my car or whatever, you know, get some shelter or whatever and stuff like that. So I bought the car. And, um, uh, I would just go to the school library and study as long as I could or whatever, and the shelters, when it was time for them to close or whatever, I would just go sleep in my car or whatever, uh, take a shower, uh, go to my, uh, my friend's mother's house, take a shower, get dressed, uh, go somewhere to study or whatever, um, I was like, wow, this is deja vu, I'm going to college and I'm homeless again, um, Then an epiphany, uh, hit me. I said to myself, um, this is not, this is not going to happen to me anymore. Just stops. So whatever I need to do, if I need to get three or four jobs, I got to find a place to stay. I'm tired of having these cold nights, sleeping in my car. And, um, I'm tired of not having a shower to go to. I'm tired of, you know... This has to stop. No. This is going to stop. I'm going to find me a place to stay. So I, uh... I, uh... Buried myself on homeworks. I, um... Broke my neck to find a different job. Um... So um, so out of the blue, my friend calls me and he says, "Hey man, I just I want you to work with me. Let's work with somebody who's disabled, and I got this house and everything. You can come stay there and live. You know, what I'm saying, and it's perfect for free, or whatever." Um, I was like, "Oh, this is perfect timing. This is great. I got a place to stay. I got a new job now. Oh, this is great." So um, we, um, the catch was, um that I had to quit the job I was currently at, where I was making some pretty decent money. um, Because he said, I need you, like, 24 hours a day, though, man. So I was like, cool, don't worry about it. I'll just quit there. And he said, I need you, like, tomorrow. So I quit my job and started working with him or whatever. And, like, the guy's disabled, and it's, like, work I've done before, so that wasn't a problem, so that was easy. I, um... things didn't go right the next day. My friend said he couldn't pay me the money he was supposed to pay me. And he said, maybe you should look getting your job back. So now, me trying to help my dumbass friend who had me quit a decent paying job to help him tells me the exact next day that, no, man maybe you should try to get your job back because, you know, I can't pay you what right I thought I could pay you. So, now, I said, well, why would you? Wow. So I go, check in get my job back? Well, they didn't like the way I, I quit, so they were not going to hire me back. So now I'm in this bind again, and the guy that he, he was, we were working with was such a motor mouth. He just told, told, told about things that were just unnecessary, like telling his lawyer, you know, I'm calling his guardian, um, you know, because, you know, it's just stuff like it's just, it's just. What, you know, um, now, mind you, I got to take this guy to work and, you know, take him back home and everything else or whatever. And I was doing that in my own, you know, paying out of my pocket, paying with my own money and everything else. So one day, like I guess I had a toothache and I you know I took some meds and I just I was just really sleepy and I've got to pick him up one day. So, my friend gets so angry with me, talking about, man, you ain't communicating with me and that type of stuff and everything else, man. You have to find something else to do. So, he does that. Now, guess what? I'm back on the street again, living out of my car again, trying to help my friend. And now I'm going to a very prestigious school, living out of my car again. So, um,. This guy I've never known my whole life pretty much, Cedric, I call him my big brother, let me put my things at his house, and everything else, and mind you that my punk ass friend that put me in this situation hasn't called, checked or anything to see how I'm doing, or anything, a situation that he caused, he hasn't called to see how I was doing, are you okay, get a place to live, none of that, he just left me out there, in the cold, so, oh yeah, me and him still have a problem, but anyways, he uh um I'm trying to think where I was. So he he pushed me out again. So I'm semi staying with my my guy called my big brother, but I'm not really staying with him. I just, like I said, just kept my stuff there, take a shower there, whatever like that. Um, Cedric man, uh, he is the uh, the rock of my life. Like he and this guy named Michael Jackson are... or the guys that the only two people that 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 were my true friends during this situation like these are the only two people in my life that seen I was down and out but they still kept messing with me you know they still they still did whatever they could to help me mike rented me some motel rooms at times and everything else so um us fast forward all the way to the first semester of my first year at Wesleyan that passed um the grades went up a little bit like I said um I had a car to sleep in or whatever so the grades went up a little bit uh in February in 2019 um I get a call from this number and they say hey you know that place you call if you're the homeless hey uh we didn't find an apartment for you. Hey, everything else. And I mean, it couldn't have came at a better time because it was in February, you know, it's pretty cold here in Nebraska. So I, uh, said, Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She took me to the apartment. She says, I want to see if you want it. And at this time you got to remember, um, I would have took any apartment because I was just tired of sleeping in my car. So they gave me this apartment and the apartment is huge. It's big. I'm still here now, and um, I was just like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Just you know, just sign everything, get it done. And I was just so happy. I didn't have any furniture, um, but I just didn't care. All I had was the TV, and at the time, that's pretty much all I needed out school. I had an apartment, a place to take a shower or whatnot or whatever. So I was just man. I was just so happy. Um, to the point where. Um that's when my grades really took off. I started getting straight a's I had like a three point seven grade point average um i was a uh, i mean i was I was working it out I was so excited and everything else and uh I got this job of what I was doing with my friend, but I was sick this time I was doing it for a company um I did that for about a couple of months uh, like, flexibility, didn't like to pay, so, um, I quit there, then I went to, um, uh, what job did I go to next, I'm trying to remember, um, uh, I think I just worked, that's what I did, I just worked for about three or four months, and I, um, then, um, had trouble with rent again because the apartment was quite expensive. Once they stopped paying it, um, the people that got me into the apartment, they paid for the first three months. And then after that, I was on my own. So the apartment was very expensive. It was like very expensive for me at the time because I couldn't work the hours because of, uh, uh, because of school. So when I did that, um I'm trying to think what happened next so when I did that, um, I you know have started having trouble with the rent again. Uh, somebody bought the property from the guy that rented it to me. And this was this company. It's called Casa. And they were just horrible to tenants. Like, man, if you didn't pay your rent this time, is not, they always talk about evicting you. And I'm just like, what? After two weeks, you want to evict me? And, you know, it's just, always, you know, anytime you play late, they, they let you know, hey, we'll evict you. And, we'll, you know, it, it's just, just. People that you would not want to rent from. Um, I didn't know what to do. And I was feeling down out. I said, wow, deja vu, here we go again. Now I can't pay my rent again. So I go to the barber shop, Sad, angry. Just trying to figure out what my next move is. Because um, I started packing that week. Cause I thought I was going to put out. Well, one of my friends that was at the barber shop, And it was just like divine intervention he was like hey man what's up man you look really sad and I was like yeah man I'm gonna get put out of my apartment again man it just happened a couple years ago and I'm just like I'm right back to where I was to living in my car again he goes really? I go yeah man he's like uh they're not gonna give you time to anything huh to like they're gonna put you after not paying after one month I was like yeah and he was like, like, what's up with your job? I was like, I don't have one. He goes, hey, man, come by my office at this time tomorrow and everything else, man, and I'm going to get you a job or whatever. And I said, okay. So uh, I came to us all, I mean, we were calling on the phone, we talked, and um, he was like, hey, man, I tell you what, man, I'm going to pay your rent, and you just pay me back when you get back on your feet, man. And when he did that, man, uh, I was trying to get a little emotional, man. Um, I said, okay, I'll pay you. I mean, and we joked about because you know, I know you get the money because you now, because I, 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 I pay you, down to work for me. So it, uh, it made me, uh, I was just like, wow, right on the good time. Thank you. Um. Uh, he paid my rent like he said he was, like he did, and then um, I'm still going to Wesleyan at the time, and my grades take off again. Straight A's, straight A's, straight A's. I'm giving great presentations. Um, you know, it's just it was just a, a great time, and, and to the point where um, I worked there for about ten months, and I had a great time, and I had a prime opportunity at this other job that I applied for. Um, so when I applied there, um, I'm not thinking it's pretty high, you know, it's a pretty high paying job and I'm not going to get it. So, but I actually got it. And, um, I called my, uh, my friend who's my boss and I told him, yeah, man, I'm quitting and everything. He's like, oh, what man, you're doing so good here, man. Why are you quitting? Like, yeah, man, it's just time to move on and do something different or whatever. And, uh, he said, yeah, man, I hate to see you go, man. You're, you know, you're a good worker, man. You do everything the way you're supposed to be done. Thank you, man. And I was like, oh, no problem. that thank you for saving me, bro. You know, that's what I said to him. And um, he, uh, I took the job at the other place. Now, you got to remember, the new job is very car dependent. Because I guess you got to take people places here and there or whatever. Basically, I'm like a super person that you, you know, do you supervised business at homes so people could see their kids. And um, one of those very uh, social worker, that's not what my uh, major is, but I just did it to get, you know, because it was higher paying than the other job I was doing. Um, and unbelievable. So the day of the interview, um, the interview was in Omaha. I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. The interview was in Omaha that morning I get off work from my other job because I haven't quit yet. Cause I haven't did my two weeks yet and my tires are flat. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I miss the morning training for the other job or whatever. But they said, can you make it the, the uh, afternoon one? I'm saying, Oh yeah, sure. I definitely make the afternoon one. So I got the tires changed and, um, I went to the afternoon one. Um, this is, this is in the heights of COVID. This is when COVID was like, like, like at its apex. So when I um, so uh, after I go to Omaha for a training in the afternoon, I made that one came back and they're talking about hey, I really, there's a case I want you to take. Um, I, I really need you to um work it. You know, here here's the case, and I think you will be good at it. And here's the days you're gonna work or whatever. And I was like, cool, this is perfect. That's fine. Um, everything's going great. Everything stars aligning. Everything's cool. And here is where, to the point where I almost snapped emotionally, physically, and mentally. Someone somehow, somebody broke my back window to my car. Like I don't have any problems. I don't have any beats for anybody. I don't have you know. I don't you know. I don't. My, my back window is just shattered. Um, and it couldn't be fixed until, um, two weeks because the people that fixed it had to get the window to match my car or whatever, and they didn't have it. So they had to get all the way from Texas. And I told my supervisor, so the thing she says is, Hey, is this what it's going to be like when you start working? Because it seems like something's always happening. And I told her like, listen, you know. Like, do you think I want this to happen? Do you think I, I want to find a way to pay $400 to to, to pay for a broken window? Do you, do you think I'm just all of a sudden I come here to hire you, to work for you, and I'm just making stuff up now every time something's happened? I don't know what's going on. It was to the point where I said, you know what? Forget it. I don't want to work for you. I don't. Because she's making me look like I'm independable. When, when these unfortunate circumstances that just happened to me, I don't quit jobs just to, what's the word I'm looking for? Quit jobs, so just to, I don't know, just to cause drama and not go to them and not show up. If that's the case, I wouldn't apply. I didn't miss any days of work at my primary ever. Uh, I went out to work at McDonald's for like 13 years. I missed a total of what, four days and three of those days because I, my daughter was being born. So, um, yeah, I don't miss work. I'm one of those people that are, like, once I'm employed, uh, I'm very prompt. I don't miss work. That's just who I am. Well, her, me worry about me being independable because these, these situations are happening to me. Why? I don't know. I don't know what kind of karma I had or whatever, but apparently I just had some, a bad karma week or whatever so you know so she was so worried about the job which is understandable because she's a supervisor but my window's broke I have to find a way to pay for this you're worried about the job I'm worried about my well-being so you know what forget it I don't want to work for you so I didn't take the job and so now I'm I'm exactly jobless and you know having somebody having problems paying my rent. But the lucky thing is the building of uh, the apartment I was in was sold to another private owner. And and, and she's very compassionate. She's she's nice, she's loving, she's she uh, said, "Hey, well, I'll help you out. Just pay your rent just just pay it when you get it. We're not going to do this whole, you know, whole eviction thing." which had been devastating to my real history if that was what it happened. So I um, didn't know what I was going to do for a job. Um, but the thing was what I didn't know that I had to answer to all my financial problems. And the answer was me. I just remembered I have a DoorDash account. Let me try this DoorDash thing and see how, how, how it works or whatever. I did it, I loved it. You're your own boss, you're self employed, you pay your own taxes. So what I did was I did that because I can work when I want to. I can quit when I want to. Um, I cannot work any days I want to. And that having that freedom gave me the opportunity to get all the homework done, everything else I needed to do. And I've been doing it ever since. I've been doing it for the past... I want to say eight months straight where I make more than enough money. Um, I never have to worry about my bills and my rent. And fast forward to the present time now. Um, I'm about to graduate in uh, 13 days. Um, I just want to tell people who are ever listening or to whatever. These things may sound sound cliche, but you never know who your true friends until you're down and out. I repeat, you never know who your true friends are until you are down and out. And I would say to Michael Jackson and Cedric, those are true friends. They kept my head above the water when I was, you know, when I was starting to sink. I love them. I will always love them and I will do anything for them and just to be able to um, have my cap again and walk across the stage after going through all I went through with the homelessness and everything else it taught me that Everything that I was going through financially, I was the answer. I was the answer. It's just like me being homeless and walking around for 27 hours a day and everything else. It's just, it's, it's just weird because it's, it's like that was forever ago. Um, now that I got uh, money, I'm doing better. Everything's paid. I'm caught up on everything. I'm about to graduate, like I said, in 14 days. And I look at what I've been through, and what, and, and, and um, and I'm here because, as you told me this two years ago. I would never believe that, that, you know, I was about to graduate from prestigious university here in uh, Nebraska. Um, the uh, Sorry, I'm just getting emotional. This accomplishment. Is the biggest accomplishment that I will ever do. And I want to tell people that are going through something hold on. Hold on. Because getting better is right around the corner. You are not as alone as you think you are, you are stronger than you think you are. You are amazing. You deserve better, and better will will find a way to get to you. I'm, I mean, I'm not living. I want to say glamorous. So I'm not filthy rich, or whatever. But knowing that I have enough money to do what I want to do versus where I was three years ago, man, it is a total 180. Total 180. Uh. And I get uh, a lot of that from my grandma, Miss Irene Walker. I get a lot of my work ethic. She should tell me how lazy I was as a kid growing up and uh, how tr- trifling and pathetic I was and no motivation and everything else. Yeah. Um, that woman got up and went to work every day, never late, never late. Every caught the bus to work like it was no problem. I get my work ethic from her. I Irene Walker, I love you. I love you. And thank you. For instilling this work habit in me. I want to thank you for showing me that lazy people don't get things. It's always the self-motivated people. I repeat, lazy people don't get things. It's always the self-motivated, ambitious people. Me learning that from her got me to have a master's. There's enough money in my pocket. So the people that are going through it, if you hear this podcast, I'm pretty sure you're not. But if you are, I just want you to know better is right around the corner. It's coming. And not knowing... How I was gonna get through this situation. It's the best part of the journey to man. Look what I had to overcome, and I and I did it. I did it. I got a smile on my face. I did it. And you will too. You just have to hold on. Will of the storm. It may sound cliche, but let me tell you, it works. It works. whoever needs to hear this you're amazing you are amazing you are amazing Asherine Walker you are amazing Cedric you are amazing Michael Jackson you are amazing So, in honor of those three people, I mean, I've always done this, but after graduation, my goal now is to make a decent amount of money, take care of my kids, but my primary is to help people because I'm willing to go through all that just so nobody else Has to. White, black, brown, purple, green, I I don't care. If that's the journey I had to take to help people not go through that, I'm willing to be the sacrificial lamb to to do that. But whatever that kills you doesn't make you stronger okay now I'm too strong uh, I cannot thank Nebraska Wesleyan enough for what they did for me and what they, have they done for me I would truly be grateful I want to thank them for giving me an opportunity to to help my, my, my family and my kids. Um, this journey has taught me so much this journey. Taught me how you can have everything and be on top of the world too. It can be gone It's a finger snap too. You're you know you're just living in misery every day like I was walking 20 hours a day too. Wrong. Guess what? Everything you lost, you got it back again <laughs> and more. So when you lose anything materialistic or whatever, stolen from you, broken or whatever like that, it will be replaced because you're amazing. Anything that physically or financially will be replaced because you're amazing. I, Nebraska Wesleyan University, um, (laughs) I will never, whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do. I will never say no to anything they ask me of. Um. Well, that's the story. Um, the story and up and downs of my past, my past four years, and do all the ups and downs. Um, I'm about to graduate college. Um, now, the next thing is finding that perfect woman. Uh, to make my life complete, um, I'm a loner because all the stuff I've been through, I'm a loner. So when I integrate relationships, um, it's kind of hard for me to make that adjustment. But now that I've grown and I'm older and I'm smarter, to let you know, like, you know, the women run relationship or <laughs> whatever, the woman always, you know, rules relationship, uh, it took me uh, 20 years to figure that out, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I want to say, uh, you know, I'm good, I'm good, Um, and I want to thank you guys who listen to my podcast, I know there's only a few of you guys, so I really don't care, I mean, I I, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I look forward to doing these things, you know, for you guys. And um, when I say I appreciate you, I really appreciate you. Um, man, this has been an emotional podcast, so... Um, they will get better I will get more listeners perception is reality seeing is believing I've already seen this podcast being bigger than what it is hey, it may be small now but it's going to expand why because I'm amazing so are you and Nora, we're going to stay amazing um, and I hope my story inspires somebody else from being homeless to being a success. Um, And I want to tell people out there that things more than often likely or not will not go as they planned. They will not go as planned. But if you would have told me that I'd be homeless in the year 2014, that I'd be homeless for two years, in 2017, 2018, I would have never believed you <laughs> Nah, never believed you um i had a mis uh uh mis uh conception of i thought oh homeless people were just drug addicts and alcoholics and um and people are just lazy. I didn't want to do anything. I really thought that was no, 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 no. I was homeless, and I don't drink, and I don't, I don't do drugs or any, any kind. So, that's not the case at all. So, um, I try to give when I see somebody on the street asking for money. I usually try to give them twenty dollars, you know, whatever, because I was there. And I never ask anybody for money or beg, whatever, or panhandle, but. I was there, and I know that feeling is of you're trying to get along and nobody's going to help you and everything else. I, I give them $20 if, if I have it on me. I used to don't carry cash on me or whatever, but I try to because uh, that $20 could change someone's life, whether you know it or not. And in um, the honoring of the friends that helped me like Cedric and Michael, and, and they're honoring them helping me so much. I got to help others. So that's the end of the podcast. Uh, I want to thank you. If you're congratulating me, if you're congratulating me on, on graduation, I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for listening to this emotional podcast. And that's another my catchphrase: Let's be better to each other. <laughs> so while you go into there guys thank you so much for listening thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you thank you so much, you guys give me a reason to do these things and was, I don't care if there's only three listeners thank you so much thank you, thank you, thank you Um, you guys have a good day or a good night and remember stay amazing